0: Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at
1: popular film franchises, one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm Drake. You know, that super fly, super modern Lord of the Vampires. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm Alex.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yup, pretty fly for a a vamp guy. And I'm... (laughs) And I'm Britton. And I'm stepping off this episode. You guys can take it from here. Guys, what's this movie about?
0: um, What happens in it? Dracula. Um, (laughs) We are talking about Blade Trinity. Yes. This is the movie. The the (laughs) ultimate...
1: The ultimate culmination of the Blade franchise. Now, Alex, when it really comes to a head here.
2: Now, Alex, you and I, I know we're, we're okay with doing this. Uh, you, you, you had seen this whole franchise already. How much of your support of us doing this franchise was the this? What I, which I can only call God's final prank on man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was solely this. <laughs> <laughs> cuz you know me I was just excited to watch another film by Guillermo del Toro and Tyler wanted to see another movie from the director of Death Machine his favorite yeah. movie <laughs> Yeah this this
1: this was the one I was really excited for us to get to like I know you know this, Guillermo did, did the second one but you know it's fine um also, heads up, I'm going to be lowering my grades for all three movies when we're done with this. <laughs> I'm retroactively doing that. Punishing them for being associated with Blade Trinity? No, it's just, I, when I got to the end of this one, I was just like, why did I like Blade 2 as much as I did? Like, I think these are all not <laughs> is great. Is a lot better than this movie? I mean, it is a lot better. Uh, and I know that's a weird reaction, but that's just, it came into my mind, so that's probably a thing that will happen. Stay go. tuned. What are them scores? Uh, Blade Trinity, written and directed by David S. Goyer, Tyler's favorite, really an inspiration to Tyler. Yes, <laughs> came out in two thousand four. It has a twenty six percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a fifty nine percent audience score. And I just want to point out that the audience score, there are over four hundred thousand user reviews. Fifty nine percent. It's a lot of people that are wrong about this movie. Tyler, <laughs> what is your best thing and your worst thing about Blade Trinity? <sighs> definitely. Is this the worst of the
0: meaningless subtitles? May- maybe I missed yes. it, but there is nothing in this movie <sighs> that me that has any association with Trinity.
2: I mean, well. By the box art, one would assume the Trinity refers to Blade, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and Jessica Biel. However, the three of them don't actually, like, have a cool team. Well, they kind of do team up at one point.
1: Well, I was going to say, like, it doesn't feed thematically into anything. I guess you could... (laughs) There are three people in this movie. Yeah. An argument could be made that they... In some way bring about salvation because they kill all the vampires the I don't know. I'm reaching definitely reaching. Um, I know there are a couple of conversations about like God and and stuff, but it's not enough to justify this as a title. you know what I
2: bet okay, I figured it out. Here's what I think it is. Hannibal King uh, Ryan Reynolds, King, sort of a, a royal uh, a superiority mm-hmm. character, sort of the father. Um, a monarch, if you will. A monarch, a father figure. <laughs> Abigail, uh, Jessica Beale, Abigail Whistler. The daughter, or son, Blade, <laughs> is uh, undead. Jesus. And so he's no, the Holy sorry. Ghost. No, sorry. He's the, okay, okay. I thought you were Chris
1: Christopherson was the Holy Ghost because he dies again. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> I, I, w- I would like to point out I watched this movie...
0: Oh, I don't remember when. It, it was four or five days ago, I think, at this point. Um, and it's all just like a fever dream bleeding back into my like consciousness. Like, I'm suddenly remembering everything. Yep. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a lot to process right now, so I apologize if I take a second to figure things out. Um, I think... Uh, I'll go ahead and say what my worst thing about this movie is. And I don't know if I have... <laughs> I don't know if I have anything to say about this movie that I would not argue is a feature instead of a bug. <laughs> because I think it all works together in a very particular way. Um, but the the thing that was most shocking to me is how badly edited, choreographed, um, designed the fights are. Just any yeah. action scenes. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that is so bad at connecting from one thing happening to another thing happening (laughs) because the movie constantly like something someone will throw a punch and then the person will be bent over in literally the next shot there's no oh they're they're bending over it's okay punch is throwing you you're looking at the guy throwing the punch and then the other guy is looking over on the ground that's just, like, yeah. an example. I don't know if that specifically happens, but that happen, That kind of thing happens constantly. No, there's totally know a part where,
2: where in one shot, Ryan Reynolds' arm is at full extension of punch, and then the shot following it is him fo- doing the, the punching motion. So it's like this reverse <laughs> thing. Really, all the, the, there's a fight scene where uh, it's the, the Trinity going through, like, a, a building, whatever, and they're fighting stuff, and... The whole thing, it, really, the, the action scenes have a sort of dreamlike quality to them because there's no clear connection. There's just a series of moments, <laughs> and you're never really sure how you got there, but you just know that you're here now. The- and you're and you're and as loud as you 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 pr- try to press sound out, there's no there's no sound. There's no scream. <laughs> <laughs> that particular final fight is great because it's constantly cutting between these
0: fights, and the way the momentum of the scene is shot, it's like. Yeah, it'll be like Ryan Reynolds is throwing a punch and like he hits the guy, he hits his mini boss and the mini boss goes flying and then like it just cuts to Jessica Biel. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, "Wait, were were we not supposed to see how that resolved?" And it, and I know that cutting between fights is like a cool, you know, action thing to do, especially in the early 2000s, but it's not done in a way that feels natural. It feels like, "Oh, we have to stop right here and jump yeah. over here to something that's completely different." There's no you know, kind of transition thematic ties to kind of get us get us there. It's just, fight, fight, fight. Oh, we cut in the middle of that, literally in the middle of an action, and then we're jumping to another character who's just standing motionless. Yeah, or even, I'm like,
2: a, a sense sure... of combining momentum or anything. It's just cacophony. Yeah. Alex.
1: I'm pretty sure in that final fight they repeat the same shot of, like, Blade swinging his sword at, at Drake. I'm pretty sure they repeat shots. And that's just, <laughs> um... like... What are you doing? Uh,
0: there's also at, during that fight, Ryan Reynolds has the fight with um, the. I think it's is it Parker Posey is the actress.
2: Yes, Parker um,
1: Posey. Who is much like Uma Thurman in Batman and Robin? She is the only one that recognizes what she's in. <laughs> yeah, but not not necessarily to the same effect. <laughs> um, no, not not to the same effect. But I think she's the only one that realizes, like probably she's in a bad movie. Yeah. Um,
0: and there's a, there, she has a fight with Ryan Reynolds, but I don't think we see like any of it. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds gets thrown through a painting and he lands and she's walking around the painting. And then we cut away back to, um, blade fighting Dracula. And we cut to Jessica Biel. I don't know what she's up to. She's doing vampires, I guess. Um, and then, at some point, they're on the stairs. We we cut back, and Ryan Reynolds and, and uh, Vampire Lady are on the stairs beating each other up. And, like, we don't... It just keeps... <laughs> characters yeah. move from scene to scene without any definition or explanation, and it's bonkers. And I, there were just moments in this movie where I just had to kind of, like... There's one particular one I just remembered. Um, there's a montage where they're trying to figure out... Um, what is? I think they're trying to connect things back to the guy from Pitch Perfect who's in this movie, whose name I can't remember.
2: Uh, John Michael Higgins.
0: Yes, who was yeah. uh, delightful to pop up and be yeah. like, "It's him." Um, <laughs> but uh, they're trying to like figure out some lead on who's resurrecting Dracula or something that ends up leading back to him. And during this process, there's this montage. That splits the screen in half, and it's just maybe half a second of somebody throwing a punch, and they filmed a hundred different punches and kicks, and it's just splattering them at the screen. And I (laughs) I wanted to grab my head and just start screaming. (laughs) I was just like, what are you doing? I can't just... Just do like it. There was no. It wasn't a cool like. Oh, here's a stylistic. You know, we're we're going from this scene to this scene, and, and we're doing these weird yeah. like camera pans or no. It was literally just. There's two screens, and we're just we're not showing you who they're hitting. We don't. You don't know what's happening. They're just. They're hitting people. There's lots of punching. There's lots of kicking. You can only get about a glimpse of every single scene, and it's the most bonkers thing that I think I've I've seen in like an actual movie in terms of trying to make action happen.
2: There's a part where Jessica Biel in the final fight is, is fighting against the guy with long hair, and he just kicks at the camera, and they show him kicking at the camera. They cut back and forth from that many, many times, mm-hmm. and then eventually you have him and Jessica Biel in the same shot. But it's mostly her like <laughs> looking confused and him kicking at the camera. It's just... And I often complain about quick cuts in, in action scenes and everything because I feel like it messes with the momentum and the flow. This literally, but like even in action movies where, where that happens, I still have a basic understanding of where everybody is and what the completed action is. It's just like, well, I'm frustrated that you've, got so frenetic with it because I can see what was happening and it was a cool thing. This is I don't know what you're doing or where in time we are. <laughs> like right. This is such a strange situation. Yeah. Ah, it's so bad. Um
1: when when in terms of fight fight choreography and fight editing, when the least of this movie's problems is the speed ramping of the fight scenes <laughs> <laughs> and the sped up footage. Yeah. That's the least of 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 the problems for the fight scenes and I think Yeah. Yeah. they messed up well it's maybe because um, there's Oh, that... okay well i was
0: just gonna say my my last thought on this is that there's a, a car chase that opens the movie right oh yeah <laughs> and blade <laughs> is is driving around and he's because he he starts off he like gets some guy to ram into a light pole or something he's, he's blown up a big warehouse full of uh um vampos vampires yeah. i guess and familiars um He's driving after these guys on motorcycles, right? And I think he takes one out by doing something. Who cares? Um, but then he's he's driving. And maybe I looked away. Maybe I just missed what is happening. But he's driving. He's, he's, I think the camera establishes he's behind this guy, right? He's behind a guy on a motorcycle. And then, in a way that I cannot explain, I could not tell you what happened. The motorcycle is on the road behind the car, and the guy is in Blade's shotgun seat. Like, he's in his passenger seat. And Blade's beating him up. I don't know how it happened. I don't know what... I did not see the, the thing that actually, like, made it... Like, yeah. I don't know if Blade ran into the motorcycle. I don't know if maybe he... Because, like, Blade breaks, I think, so maybe it was actually the guy who was behind him, and then he, like, rolls over the... I don't know. I don't know, but it just... There, there, there's,
2: a, there's a part in that same chase where a, a vampire ends up on the hood of Blade's car, and Blade pulls out his shotgun, and he shoots him through the, the, the mm-hmm. window... But then – and the guy, like, disintegrates. The window is totally fine. Like, the window is still – it's not shattered. There's, there's a couple of bullet holes from, like, earlier in the scene, but he doesn't – like, it's like he shot one of those, like, talking bullets from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And it was like, oh, here I go. I can phase through glass. And then it just, like, shoom. it's so bizarre. What's your best thing? <laughs> My best
0: thing about this movie is that Ramin Jawadi uh did <laughs> yeah. the score. Um, yeah. I could not I don't With remember RZA. the RZA. I, I don't remember the score. I do remember the rap. I remember the, the Dracula rap. Um, <laughs> but I don't I don't know that I remember anything unless maybe he like helped compose the music. I could not tell you what he contributed to this movie. Yeah, but the only the only good thing I think I can say about it is the fact that, yes, they did hire him
2: to do the score. Yeah, yeah, it was not. Really, it was really funny when when his name popped up in the credits as I was like, the composer of one of my favorite series, Westworld, the composer of one of Tyler's favorite series, Game of Thrones, the composer of one of Alex's favorite movies, Slender Man. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to go with Clash of the Titans.
0: I was really I mean, hoping you
1: were going with Clash of the Titans. You could have just
0: said series and said the. Uh, oh, yeah. Who, um, who's the?
3: Uh,
0: s- there are three of them. Avatar uh, guy. Um, who's the actor in that?
2: Sam, Sam Worthington? Worthington.
0: Yeah. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> the Sam Worthington Clash of the Titans series. There you go. Yeah.
2: There are three of them. If All we count our the favorite original. series. Which is That's great. true.
0: Somebody do do
2: say another thing. <laughs> Alex, do you want to go or shall I?
1: I can go. Okay. Um, so, because this movie uh, is, is is called Blade Trinity, I've elected to go with three worst things. Ooh, that's <laughs> smart. I should have done that. Like... <laughs> because, why not? The movie doesn't care, so <laughs> wait, rules wait. are out the window.
2: Hang on, l- l- let me buckle my seatbelt.
1: There's gonna be a ride. Oh my god. Uh, worst thing number one. Uh, Dracula slash Drake. Mm-hmm. This might be one of the the most weak, ineffectual, like like non imposing bad guys I've seen in the movie. <laughs> I was gonna say this is the worst
0: portrayal of Dracula since Van Helsing.
1: <laughs> hey, I like I like Dracula and Which, Van Helsing. It's, it's if Richard I'm not Rocks
0: mistaken, it up. If I'm not mistaken, came out. Oh, it was the same year The same, the year. same year. Uh, There was
2: going to be a Van Helsing in Blade Trinity But then Goyer found out about the Van Helsing movie And he was like, best laid plans And then just like, threw, <laughs> threw his typewriter out the window Because people would have cared That's yeah. That should have been
1: the, the, the subtitle to the movie It should have been Blade best laid plans <laughs>
2: Best blade plans best Oh blade my plans. god but, yeah. Hashtag
1: best blade plans I don't want to say that Dominic Purcell's like, a bad actor or anything. No, no. But the only other thing I've seen him in are, are like, the DC shows, like, Flash, and he's just hamming it up. So
2: I can't really
1: Mm – that's a very different thing that he's going for there.
2: Yeah, well, and I I really enjoy him on those shows. Like, he's so much fun in Legends of Tomorrow because I think that, like, he gets it. You know, they went, hey, you and Wentworth Miller do this, like, as insanely as possible. And he's like – Okay, so everything I say is going to be down here. Right. <laughs> like it's so I, I he's delightful in those Where, in those shows. Whereas
1: this one's like, "Hey, Dominic, in this shot, look like you're posing for for a clothing catalog or something." Right. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, it's uh, so I, I
2: I forgive 90% of the actors in this movie for just being saddled sure. with terrible material. Oh yeah. I
1: don't necessarily blame him, but I do think he's ultimately miscast oh certainly. but i I don't like if you if you cast like a really wonderful high caliber <laughs> actor in the role, I don't know how much more they could bring to it, but yeah. he was not and this is like it it is it is very much trying to be the end of a trilogy in some ways and and like Dracula is like your ultimate threat. It's like, oh, this is like the first of the vampires, yeah, and the whole time I'm going. Just keep him in the prosthetics, like give him the yeah. big monster makeup just keep like that yeah. is so much more interesting than than just having vague white guy with shaved head wearing a white uh, shirt
0: at, at least just do the classic thing and give him the the suit with the cape I mean like if yeah. you're gonna do that if you're not gonna even gonna like his, his armor being stupid
2: <laughs> I know yeah but like and he does have a buzz cut, not shaved head. Oh, well, excuse me. Because I remember watching and being like, it's so weird seeing Dominic Purcell with a full head of hair. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the movie
1: completely lost me when, when the, that chase scene between Blade and Dracula. And I'm like, Dracula wouldn't run.
2: <laughs> like, not my, hashtag not my Drac.
1: But but he he would uh, grab a baby and not yeah. kill Just the... solely for the purpose of monologuing. Yes. There's no other purpose to having that baby other than, no, 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 we need to stop. I want to talk to you, and then I'm going to leave. I'm going to throw the baby, and I'm going to leave.
2: <laughs> Alex that was... way you can
1: say coochie-coo unironically. Uh.
2: <laughs> uh, after Alex first saw this movie, he called me and gave me this long speech about how, like, when he grew up, Dracula was really important to him. And he hated seeing this stupid Dracula that he would never run, and he wouldn't drink this weird milk out of a space cow on a weird <laughs> island. And, like... You know, like, I, I, why should I let go of my Dracula? Like, come on. This is, Dracula's not a wimp. I want to I pitch
1: this. What if they had Christopher Lee playing Dracula in this movie? And you, you just use body doubles for all the action sequences like Lord of the Rings.
2: Was hoping you were going to say Mark Hamill. But okay.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, that would have been cool. I
2: love, Christopher Lee was uh, probably filming Lord of the Rings when he was doing this though. So. It would have been. It would have been, been awesome. over by yeah. that point. Could have been free yeah i guess <laughs> i guess
1: that's great point being i think Drac. I-, I think this
2: this villain is one of the worst villains i've ever seen oh it's it's, it's, it's a bad jacket especially because he's supposed to be the the big bad and yeah. it's like he's not in any way intimidating or even like that heavily featured like yeah
1: like just make parker posey's character the bad the the main antagonist and just yeah. don't do dracula
2: Dr- Dr- Dracula. is clearly
1: out. having a lot more fun with it. Or, I mean, I would almost
0: flip um, <clears throat> Dominic Purcell and big guy with <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. big guy uh, with uh, blonde hair or whatever. Yeah, um, triple H. If I remember the movie correctly. And just have him be like a guy that doesn't get any lines and they're just trying to resurrect him the whole
1: time. And yeah. then he comes up and then he's just a big beefy, I'm Dracula. And that's all you have to <laughs> do. Yeah, have it, have it be like have it be like the second Mummy movie. I know that the 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 effects of of the Rock as as the Scorpion King are, are terrible and dated, but like sure. like that kind of idea. Yeah, I I think that could have worked. Yeah, if the whole plot, if the MacGuffin of the movie is we're trying to stop them resurrecting Dracula. It's like your favorite movie, X Men Apocalypse. Oh my God! It's like my favorite movie, X Men Apocalypse. <laughs>
2: it's like the movie I Sorry. keep forgetting I've seen, X Men Apocalypse. <clears throat>
1: Sorry, uh, second favorite
0: movie. I forgot about uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix. Right. I like it.
1: (laughs) Worst thing number two. This movie is so earnest and so self-serious and striving so hard to be cool. And it's just the most embarrassing thing. (laughs) Yep. Like, any sort of irony or or surrealism that the first two movies had is just like completely stripped out this movie is trying to be like a gritty action thriller and it just it doesn't work and there's so many there's just so many scenes of people just like walking down a sidewalk in slow motion and there's there's rap music playing and it's just like aren't we cool guys and it's really cemented. I don't know, I, I, Tyler. I don't think you saw this at the end, Britain. I, I like I put it in our, our group group message. I did watch to the end of the film. Literally, the end <laughs> of the credits. Like, like everything just goes up. It, it's it, all black, and then it just says word because you just
2: watched Blade Trinity, yo.
1: <laughs> like, what are we doing?
2: <laughs> it just says word, and then there's an after credit scene of Blade driving. Yep. <laughs> No monologue, no auspicious, like, uh-oh, we gotta get a new, there's like a new vampire in town, or like, it's, my name's Van Helsing, what's yours? You know, there's nothing like that. It's literally just him in a car. It's the most, oh, we're, we're not getting a, sequ- a sequel, it's fine, just, <laughs> just put something on there, it's
0: okay.
1: Well, it's, my 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 ask is, who, whose idea was that? Was that Goyer's idea? <laughs> Apparently, talking about the word thing? Yes.
0: Apparently, there's another movie of his that does that. Oh my god! So um, it is a Goyer
1: thing. It is a Goyer thing. It's Batman versus Superman, right? <laughs> <laughs> I wish.
2: <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm googling. David, try to find
0: it. continue on with your your things. I um, just I looked this up after you mentioned it, and so I know it that I saw it somewhere.
1: So yeah, like I I, I feel like w- when this movie. It's because it's so self-serious, like, the only humor it has to rely on is just Ryan Reynolds making, like, gross-out comedy humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I just... It doesn't work, and it feels, it feels very different from the first two movies. I thought the second one did a good job of evolving the style yeah. without feeling like it was completely in a different world. This one felt like... We sucked out the style of the first movies completely and just replaced it with something else. Um, worst thing, number three. I don't like how the movie looks. I think it's a very visually ugly movie and it looks like there's just a yellow tinge on everything and it just it's it's very unappealing.
2: Yeah. Um, the, Guillermo del Toro we, we talked about this um, in the previous episode where a lot of there are a lot of shots in Blade 2 that are like, this is red. Get it? It's red. Or this is mm-hmm. yellow. Right. Or this is blue. But it was lit in a way that was pretty and interesting Pleasant. and like thematic, <laughs> and it worked. It wasn't Your just like... Your eyes liked it? Yeah, exactly. It wasn't just like, eh, that's what the movie looks like. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: the, the other movie that david goyer did that for is called the unborn which is apparently a horror movie he did in 2009 right and uh it has a 10 percent on rotten tomatoes uh, in case you were wondering so there's that um
2: i so i I failed to find that that information but i did find an interview with uh the script lab with david s goyer talking Mm -hmm. about screenwriting process and the economy of words and just kind of scrolling <laughs> just gonna around. say the economy. Just yeah. David Goyer. What and do you think also, about the economy, the Dow Jones. Um, <laughs> so I just I, j- I, I, I don't know. The, one thing that just like popped to me. One sentence that just says I tend to gravitate towards darker, edgier drama. <laughs> so that's one. <sighs> um. I don't know. One of the I reasons to dog on David Goyer too
1: much because I know there are a lot of factors I'm... at play with this movie that like a lot of stuff was out of his control and sure. he's a first time director, yes. sure but still like <laughs> gotta call it as I see it. I w- I would not do
0: it based on this movie. It's it's starting here and then going on to look at Batman vs Superman and Terminator Dark Fate. Is You're that right. the one that he that he was involved yes, in right. that we just reviewed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, and, and, it's a and fascinating... Yeah, definitely,
2: like, He, he kind of got pigeonholed into directing it, I think, since a bunch of people uh, dropped away. Here's another quote. I'm told I can be funny, despite my reputation for darkness. <laughs> I, think I, it, also I think also actually... read that... I think that's a sentence from um, a flirting scene from a fan fiction about a serial killer. <laughs> I, think, I think that's actually supposed to
0: be said. I think that I'm, uh... I've been told I can be funny. Uh
2: by my reputation for darkness. <laughs> for <laughs> darkness. He then looked out a window and sighed at his past.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rain on the window.
2: Um, <laughs>
1: exactly. I haven't done my best thing, have I? <laughs> have you done your third worst thing? Yeah. Was that yeah, the comedy? I just didn't like the, okay. the look of the movie. Uh, oh, the look. Okay. It's just n- not not a visually appealing movie. Um, sure. My best thing, I think... This movie, I think, is the best example of it feels like a first draft. It feels like Mm -hmm. just get whatever you got out there. It doesn't matter if it's coherent or really makes sense. Just get it all out there, and then we'll take care of it later, and then they never took care of it later. Um, I think there's a lot of really interesting ideas that could almost be the focus of an entire movie, and they just don't do anything with. Um but I think the most effective item or scene that I found was the the blood farming scene, which apparently is a holdover from an idea from a deleted scene from the first film. But sure. when um, Abigail and Blade, they come upon that that big warehouse where they're they've just got like a bunch of humans like hooked up and they're draining blood out of them and they're like in a comatose state. That was the only time where I was like, I kind of feel something. This is a very sad situation. I feel the weight of the threat the vampires represent. And Blade and Abigail are are like horrified by this. And and this is more emotion from Wesley Snipes than we've seen for the entire movie. Um, Even when Whistler blows up. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I I I felt like that should have been the... That was one of the potential things that I thought was like, this could just be the movie, just make it about this. And then it's promptly forgotten about because we just need an excuse for Blade and Abigail to leave the base so that Dracula can attack all their friends and kidnap Ryan Reynolds and the little girl.
0: Correct.
2: There's a really funny part of that scene where they go in uh, after they're talking to um, Vigaro, I think is the woman's name, and Blade kills her, or Abby kills her. And then the the FBI vampire guy uh leads them into this big warehouse and there's a woman just like a tech at one at like one of the computers. And yeah. there's a shot where like the FBI guy is like doing all this exposition and the woman at the computer is just turned around looking at them. <laughs> and it's so funny to me because she's the only other person in the scene and she's not like diligently working, like, okay, that's happening, but I'm hard at my job. She's just staring at them like, uh, well it's also so funny,
1: like blade makes a point of like he is furious and he gives the guy a chance to run, and then he immediately shoots him in the back- mm-hmm. and then yeah. they just leave the the technician there they just kind of walk away yeah.
2: yeah it's like it's it's really it's it's a moral exploration like no country for old men right uh at the end of the David goyer interview, it says next post true detective season two teaser, so I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's i just drink for your me. blood shake <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh my last thought wait that's there will be blood
0: i do that every time
1: continue my, <laughs> my last thought i think one of the original ideas for the third blade movie was to have like a post-apocalypse mad max type movie with blade and that mm-hmm. sounds infinitely more awesome
2: completely
0: isn't that basically the early two thousands in in Blockbuster film? It's just like there's a lot of movies that got made that could have been way cooler and they weren't. <laughs> like the, like there's scripts out there that are like, oh look at how cool this movie was supposed to be. And then the studio is like, Ah We don't love money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, yeah. audiences at the time I don't know if they would have embraced it the way that they embraced things. Yeah. Right. So. Um Do things well, but Oh geez. Uh I don't know. Um (laughs) I think my best thing is gonna be I'll say Ryan Reynolds because I think he was the only one in the movie who managed to make his sentences sound like sentences a human would say. (laughs) And a lot of his jokes. It it, it
1: really is like every line is is it like a a famous or infamous, like
2: bad David Goyer line. Sure. It's just well, and, and he has a lot of like jokes that I don't think are funny, but like the the words I don't think are funny, but the timing is funny, and some of them he he mm-hmm. ad libbed, and those I think are the funnier ones. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of like okay, well at least right now there's a pulse, and and he's like, I don't know, he actually is doing something with it. Um, and I just you know I I like Ryan Reynolds. Um, I also really liked seeing Christopher Heyerdahl in a scene as calder who is their driver the norwegian guy uh mm-hmm. christopher heardall is one of my favorite character actors maybe one of my favorite actors like he's been on a ton of tv shows i love and every time i see him he just blows me away and so he didn't get the chance to blow me away in this but i was just happy that he got a paycheck um yeah i guess I, war- I did
1: appreciate how how it's like oh we've got this the sleeper agent you know he's part of the team we're about to go up the ultimate battle against dracula and all these vampires Well, I guess he's not coming with
2: us. Yeah, don't worry about that. Even though he's (laughs) a very tall, imposing man. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, I I think my worst thing is just, I'll I'll just, because it was going to be the editing, um, but I'll say just how, like, mean the movie is to its characters, that it's like, we're going to kill Chris Christopherson off just in a horribly edited explosion. It looks awful.
0: Well, that death scene does something I don't think I've ever seen a movie do before, which is that, you know, there's the very classic, um, like, I'm thinking for a contemporary comparison, uh, Gandalf in Fellowship of the Ring, where, you know, he's he's clinging on, then he falls, he gets pulled into the abyss, and all the fellowship is like, no, and it's a slow-mo, and it's very, like, dramatic, and... You're like, oh, I don't know. It's you know, like this is this is so heartbreaking. Like, are you know, is, are they gonna are they gonna fix it or, it's it's a stylistic choice that generally works very well and it's done in all sorts of movies to be like, oh, you do the slow mo of the reaction shots, uh, when the yeah. character dies because they're all losing their minds. Um, in this movie, they they speed up footage of Blade doing action yeah. while Whistler is dying. Yeah. Like Whistler gets gets shot, I think, by the SWAT dudes.
2: You um,
0: know
1: why that is because they've got limited footage of wesley snipes <laughs> no but but they could have slowed down the footage is what i'm saying they speed it up yeah. no i'm no, no i meant i'm pretty sure a lot of that was his stunt double or his stand-in and wasn't uh, actually wesley snipes uh, there you go because apparently 50. that happens a lot through this movie like <laughs> i i don't think he's present for mo- most of that fight i think wesley snipes shows up for the aftermath where all the cops corner him and he has to, and he, and he yeah. sits crisscross applesauce. <laughs> Fascinating.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I, th- I think in this movie, if you're not seeing his face, it's not him. I think that was, <laughs> yeah. So j- just for some
1: context, apparently Wesley Snipes was a bit of a diva on this one. And I don't know how much of that was just disagreements over the script or if it was personal issues or whatever. But apparently, yeah. he was just very difficult to work with. He wouldn't show up to set a lot of the time. This is all according to to Patton Oswalt. Um mm. Go look it up on YouTube. Um, yeah, apparently, he he demanded that he only be referred to as Blade, and sure. he would mm. only talk to David Goyer through like written notes and not through
2: actually like talking. <laughs> yeah, posted notes. Apparently, he tried to strangle him at one point. Like, it was really like off the wall. Yeah. So in Patton Oswalt,
1: based on his testimony, apparently, based on 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 his testimony, apparently, this is like a a similar to to my how I feel about Alien
2: Three, where it's like, oh, this is a miracle that this is is even a thing. <laughs> yeah, I think Ryan Reynolds has said something like, "I've never met Wesley Snipes; I only met Blade." <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> um, Patton Oswalt but... is in this movie, and then
0: he dies. Um, so that's what is exact- interesting.
2: Yeah. Well, and that and that's what I when I say yeah. how mean the movie is. And again, that explosion with Christopher Jefferson is so bad because they show it. It happens, and then there's like little explosion, giant explosion, little explosion again. It's so badly pieced together. It's like this weird, like out of time, out of. It's just so bad. It, but um,
1: I I was thinking about it. It almost feels like you could edit this movie. So the second one didn't happen and Whistler was never resurrected because just yeah. like you if you strip out like 10 minutes from that opening it's like he 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 died at the end of the first one and it's yeah it almost feels like David Goyer hates the second film <laughs> <laughs> but then like Dracula has the the mouth that breaks apart the the dogs right. have the mouth that breaks apart like the reapers do in the second one mm-hmm. which
2: is interesting yeah and they don't really address that at all. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, so, so the other ways the movie is really mean is that <laughs> there are dogs in this movie, and yes, they do fall to their death. There's a child in this but movie. But do they, but though? Because yes, they're vampire we don't know that. dogs. They're, I mean, you hear a bunch of cars screech and squeal, and then people are screaming. And, like, I don't like watching dogs fall off of stuff anyway. They, yeah, Fair. But they but might as well dead. For all we know, they just... It doesn't matter if they... Regardless of this, they die. I don't like watching dogs fall to their potential for, death. It's cruel. For for all we know, they got the feast on the flesh of the traffic goers below. So... May, may, maybe. May, maybe <laughs> I have that light. Um, and now now like they're
0: the, just wandering New York and Blade doesn't care. It's fine. <laughs> it's like the kid is...
2: They constantly endanger the kid and yeah. that's not cool. And, like, characters are just killed for no reason. They cast a non blind person as a blind person which is already in sure. but then she's not blind for any reason other than to be scared when dracula is zipping all around her because oh she's blind i need to confuse her about where i am and this then being, she, um, she gets uh, natasha, natasha leon, leon? Yeah. who is yeah.
0: in a bunch of stuff uh, yeah and
2: she's good like it's not i'm not I'm complaining about her specifically but, but then like she's fed on i guess and then like strung up it's like yeah it's just i don't know kids are put in danger in better movies movies like aliens or a quiet place and because those movies are well done they don't and they and, they, and they're and they not cruel <laughs> that's a very different type of feeling and this movie they're just like uh i don't know dogs and kids and blind people are just being victims and like that's so gross yeah. um and uh, it's a stupid movie, and I didn't pay attention to a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't say I blame you.
0: Can we can we talk about the fact that the the premise of like the opening of this movie, at least like the first act, I guess I don't know. At some point, this plot kind of falls away. Well, I guess it comes back at the end. But anyway, um, Blade is now suddenly being hunted for killing familiars, right? Like by the by the government.
1: Well, the government is the like the vampires set it up so they frame him, so he gets caught out in the open, and I they, guess? they they like film him killing killing a human. Yes. Uh, how have they not? How do they not have mounds of evidence? A blade murdering.
0: Doesn't he say he's killed? like thousands of i want to yeah, say it's over like 1100 humans yes
1: uh that are all familiars. So and i'm like how, where did these people go like what <laughs> are well, also, you doing like, your jobs <laughs> maybe i don't remember the first one correctly don't the police see him when he's running away at the beginning of the first movie do they not i, I feel like yeah, they'll point... they yeah, they
2: take off their hats like we don't like you but dang it we respect you blade
1: also like when when he shows up at the hospital to to rescue the girl in the first movie and like oh yeah the police would get testimony from everyone that was there and they would be like yeah there was this this african-american gentleman who was wearing all black and he had sunglasses and a samurai sword it was really weird right guys he kind of just runs around
0: the city you could probably find him like just look just <laughs> check the cctv i mean it's there's yeah, that, that felt have, very yeah. forced
1: and shoehorned in. Like, w- another thing where I feel like that could be the premise of the entire movie if you wanted it to be, and you could go about that in an intelligent way. This feels like, uh, we need something to get the ball rolling. Eh, and yeah. just do that. <laughs> and it basically,
0: Blade gets taken to prison once you get broken
1: jam. out of, of of that that interrogation cell, it it does not matter the, as a and plot point. And then
0: at the very end they find Dracula's body cuz Dracula doesn't explode in sunlight and they're like, "Oh, vampires are real. He was right all along." <laughs> oh my lord. Um yeah, and so that's that's that. Um also when when Blade, I'm just like naming off things that I remember from the movie. That fascinated me um when blade gets uh broken out by uh <laughs> there's two things that happen when blade gets broken out of of the interrogation room by ryan reynolds and jessica biel um first they or uh, ryan reynolds shows up and vampire lady goes it's hannibal king and the way the way it does that is exactly the same way that they would introduce a character in cats like it's the
1: same it's the it's the internet like that's that's funny because it reminded me of of my favorite moment in batman forever where batman breaks through the ceiling and and nicole kidman's standing there and the guy next to her is just going
3: batman
0: correct
1: eh." yes
2: Hannibal King, the vampire guy, <laughs> he used to be a vampire, at 11.42 in the...
0: <laughs> um. So there's that. And then, oh my goodness. Which is also just like a
1: fascinating name. I don't know if that's from the comics, and I don't know why they didn't change it if it's from the comics. I believe that <laughs> Hannibal King is a character from the comics. It's Completely different, because this movie... I think it's before Ryan Reynolds knew anything about Deadpool. Like, I I think they told him about it on set of like, Hey, have you heard about this character from the Marvel comics? You, you kind of remind us of him. And that apparently that's kind of what got (laughs) the the ball rolling on that. Um, but yeah, they turned him into, (laughs) Hey, Hey, Hannibal King. I, I, who cares? It's Ryan Reynolds. Now (laughs) he is the Ryan Reynolds character. Um, And then also, uh,
0: They, as they're leaving, um, they, like, they've kind of taken out the guards and they're getting out of there. And, uh, Jessica Biel is there and Ryan Reynolds goes, Whistler, let's go. And Blade (laughs) looks at her with his sunglasses and he's like, and it slows down and it's like,
1: (laughs) and then it just cuts away. (laughs) Like, like they just walk off. (laughs) I need (laughs) need to talk about another bit of editing going along with that. When, uh... I don't remember if it's after they, they've realized all their friends are dead or whatever. There's a scene where Abigail is walking like in slow motion and she's covered in blood and she goes to take a shower because we need just mm-hmm. to be able to get naked in this movie, I guess. I don't know. Um, and they're, they're intercutting with, with Chris Christopherson's giving his monologue from the first movie where he's like, right. Oh, here's <laughs> right. what happened to me and my family and whatnot. And then at the very end Because in the context of the first movie, he's not talking to Abigail. That's... that's... No,
2: yeah. yeah. It looks like she's flashing back to Blade's memory.
1: Yes. No, no, but he's not even talking to Blade. He's talking to to the the main lady from the first one. Oh, you're right, you're right. But then at the very end, they just add (laughs) Chris Christopherson, like, they they, they add new, new sound of him going... And Abigail, that's my backstory, or whatever. Like making it be like, oh, that whole conversation has now been retconned. I guess Abigail was standing there the whole time. Yeah.
2: Well, now, yeah. so in in the um, with the Whistler thing, and then she's talking to Blade. Blade says something like, uh, "Whistler's daughter, of course." And I had the thought of like, does did Blade ever know that he had a daughter?
1: Well, the weird thing did- is, it's. It, it's, She is not part of the original family that we, we knew about. Right. I don't even so, know if Whistler knew about her. Because
2: <laughs> that that's the thing is... There's a very it, it,
0: specific... I was going to say there's a very specific line where she says... Uh, Oh, yes. Uh, I was not part of, of Whistler's family. I was born out of wedlock after.
2: Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> like, it's a very—I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. serious. That is the dialogue. No, I remember—because I remember, Yeah, cause I remember, like, it was the—it was terrible. Like, those are awful sentences that are like, people don't say that. No. People don't talk like—and not in the, like—sometimes talking to CW shows, I get really frustrated when I watch them because I'm like, people don't talk this way. But then I have to remember, like, these are. this is a comic book universe. They are really leaning into the comic book thing. Sure. They're not going to talk like people talk. Britain, calm down. It's just Riverdale. But <laughs> it's just Riverdale, Jake. But then please, when please I... Please see
0: our new, uh, our new podcast, Britain Gets Mad About Riverdale. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's... I love that show. What I've seen of it. Um, but uh, it's so just... It, no no one would be like yeah whistler my dad but i'm not part of his original family i was born out of wedlock (laughs) did neil breen write this like what (laughs) are we doing but there's this amazing bit where like 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 where blade says the thing about like oh yes whistler's daughter it's kind of like going back to when he was talking to scud in the last movie ha i was on to you the whole time it's again it's manic pixie dream blade like he always knows everything that's happening it's Except so... for
1: when he gets uh, framed into killing a human and recorded. <laughs> yes. Then right, he's an right. idiot.
2: And then he's just like, huh. all of you guys are so stupid, not me. Time for my car. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They're, um, why, why, why didn't they do a Fast and Furious and Blade crossover? <laughs> Dodge Charger, huh? It's a pretty good car. What you been doing? Killing vampires with some friends? Sounds like you were a real family. I like family.
1: <laughs> I did have the thought that this... I feel like in the right hands could have been something similar to Fast and Furious. Where it's just yeah, like... for sure. I don't think this series really has an end goal of sorts. I think it can just keep sure. going and keep ramping up.
2: I, 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 would, I would enjoy it. Well, I can see that working.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, it's just weird because... It feels like the sole purpose of bringing in Ryan Reynolds and Jessica Biel is to do some kind of spinoff, and one of the alternate endings is them starting to fight werewolves in a very, <laughs> very, very strange. But it feels like it, it, they're trying to to spin it off into something else, and I'm like, no, guys, you're not. You're not there. Just, just, <laughs> No.
0: Yeah, no. I mean this is this is the same era that brought us. Let's just do like an Elektra movie and a Catwoman movie without like. <laughs> and we considering... almost got to
1: a Jinx movie. Remember that?
2: We did. Who was yeah, going to play Jinx?
1: It... Oh, Halle Berry. It's a, it was a spinoff from Dying Other Day that they were trying to do.
2: Oh, I was thinking yeah. a superhero. Okay, never mind. I take it back. Um. Yeah dumb <laughs> the last
0: um, I forget what it what happened I know that the last 30 seconds made me be audibly alone in my apartment and be like what <laughs> um, because I believe uh, basically the, the, if there is anything thematically going on in this movie there seems to be some sort of push for Blade to like cure himself at the end cuz he's like it's finished I've, mm. I've,
3: I've i've
1: you know cleaned the all the vampires off the planet and i can yeah. leave um well that's what i'm confused about and we'll we'll we'll, we'll need to get into the alternate endings okay um, um but there's i'm not sure if that that virus thing if it ends up curing all of the va- or killing off all the vampires or if it's just everyone in the building the the way they talk about it is
0: supposed to be like it kills everyone. But then there I maybe one of you can remember there's something blade says at the end because basically it seems like the entire like thrust of blade's arc quote unquote cuz like Ryan Reynolds is, ta- is asking about like so what are what are you going to do when we kill off all the vampires what's you know what's your plan going to be? Um and then blade is just like I don't like you. Um <laughs> but it seems like maybe it's it's getting towards oh okay so now he can finally rid himself of the vampire part of him he can become a human and just live like figure out how to live life because he's gotten rid of all the vampires he's fulfilled his duty um which is the reason like he didn't cure himself in the first one or whatever it feels like that was like i thought that was going to be the end of the movie it was like okay this is you know an easy uh lob over home plate it's fine just you know roll with it um but they don't do that And Blade says something as he's driving off that I can't remember, but I was just like, why? Because basically it was trying to explain why he still needs to go out and, like, fight vampires, even though all the vampires are dead. Right. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, I just was very confused by the entire premise of the ending.
2: Are, Are you sure that when you said, what, that wasn't as an exclamation of, like, how did they do the coolest thing ever? which is panning across the cityscape and then revealing it was all a reflection in his
1: sunglasses? (laughs) What? Oh, Um, man.
0: Oh, no, it wasn't actually that. I think I was very confused about that as well, because they do have some explanation, and I'll see if I can find it. What it was was that um, they, they get Dracula's body, and they're, like, standing over it, and then it, like, starts to get weird like there's like some <laughs> the veins pop out or whatever and Blade's voiceover is like Dracula had one last uh, gift to give mankind or something like that
1: I think it's Ryan Reynolds who does the voiceover or maybe it's thing. Ryan Reynolds
0: Dracula had one last gift to give mankind um, and <laughs> 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 I'm Ryan Reynolds uh, but like he's it's something like that but there's no the scene just ends <laughs> like <they're> just <laughs> like oh this is weird What's going on here? <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. And then they just... Like it. it seemed like... Because it seems like the kind of thing where you say, oh, he, his hand reaches up and he grabs the doctor and he's he's alive and it's going to be a whole thing. No, it's just... They got his body. They He looks weird yeah. already
1: and then he looks a little bit more weird yeah, because of the effect. It, so... so the, the, the version that I watched, because there, there's a couple of different versions. Fascinating. The version I watched was... The police come upon where where the final battle happens, and they find Blade's body. So they take it in, do the autopsy. Then the body somehow changes back into Dracula, and it was actually Dracula's body all the whole time. And then Ryan Reynolds has his voiceover of like, "Oh, Dracula had one more gift to give to mankind," um, basically revealing to the world that vampires exist with his body. And then he says, "But Blade still had a fight." Award or wage or whatever, and then and then that's where we see the the panning shot of of Blade's sunglasses, and then he like drives into the the night. That's the version I watched, and I think that's the theatrical cut of the movie. I think that's what I saw too. That does okay. I, yeah, yeah, that's basically. There is an extended cut where I believe I don't know what happens to Dracula, but they take Blade's body into the autopsy and. If I remember correctly, because Wesley Snipes either didn't care or or it was an afterthought or whatever, he's just laying on the table and digitally there's a digital effect of his eyes opening. Sure. <laughs> like he's about to attack all the doctors and everything at the autopsy, making it ambiguous about whether or not the thirst actually took control of him because that's what Dracula's talking about right before he dies. Um after that battle where he's like the thirst always wins um i don't know it's (laughs) i think there's there's a very good reason why they didn't go with that ending (laughs) although the one they went with is not much better very strange production
2: for this is just a mess i agree (laughs) sorry no i'm sorry i got sidetracked i was looking at david goyer's imdb and apparently he's gonna be working on the sandman series I think he's yeah, an executive
1: enough. producer on that. Okay. Hopefully
2: far enough away to do nothing other yeah. than give moral support. <laughs> Here's money. Have fun. Um,
1: well, that's not yeah, to say that I... he hasn't written anything good. I mean, I... I no, like of course I, not. Like I yeah. said in the last episode, I think it's really just he needs the right people to collaborate with. Because if he's collaborating with Nolan, then for the most part we get like really good stuff.
2: Yeah, certainly. Yeah, I, I think he just ends up getting saddled with, or he ends up getting, and, and apparently he made that show Da Vinci's Demons, which I haven't watched, so I can't <laughs> say anything here or there about it.
1: mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: Um. What did y'all think of Ryan Reynolds overall? Like, Britton, I know he was your be- your best thing, but, like, he's basically just playing Deadpool. I mean, he is, but it's
2: not as,
0: I don't know.
1: It's really
2: And also this was this was also pre-Deadpool so I don't mind that. Right.
0: This this is less of a like actual performance than Deadpool is. Like mm-hmm. this yeah. very much to me feels like I am Ryan Reynolds and I'm reading these lines as opposed to and ad- oh, I'm, I'm libbing half of my yeah, dialogue as opposed to Oh, I'm actually I'm playing a character so I I'm, I'm playing this up or I'm you know, like he does things with Deadpool. This is right. just I don't know you like what it, what is going on in this movie? I guess I'm right. just going to
2: yeah, and I, and it felt like if anything, he was just encouraged to ad lib, y- yeah. you know. And I, I, I'm a, I think Ryan Reynolds has this is at the same risk as like Robert Downey Jr. Where he's a talented person, but people are only people only ever want him to be Deadpool slash Iron Man, right? And it's like, no, he has a lot more to do. <laughs> like he's got there's more to him than that. But mm-hmm. you know, people just want to see Deadpool, like make us look at his butt or whatever.
0: What? So, as one does, I tried to find the script for Blade Trinity while we're talking about this, because I want to see what the ending is. And apparently, and maybe this is what you were saying, and I I misunderstood you, Alex. The original, the, like, maybe this is, I don't know if this was the original script and it had to be changed for whatever reason, production reason, or if this is just from the, like, original, or the deleted stuff. Um, But apparently the original ending that Drake left, or... In the original ending the <laughs> gift that Drake left Blade is that he turned into Blade like he transforms so that he looked like Blade. Uh. So that gave Blade time to escape and then it, and then it's just like okay I'm I'm gone I'm I'm, I'm disappearing forever cuz my work is done here. And there's like a monologue about Abigail explaining specifically the fact that the virus did not kill him but Drake gave him a gift by turning into Blade so that like and I that makes sense because that seems to be what how those scenes are shot like they walk yeah. up and, and find Dracula's body and then while they're in the morgue that would make sense if it's like oh his body changes from blade to dracula and then they're all like what? That makes so much more sense. But I guess they just didn't have time to like like they just there's nothing they could do with that
1: footage at that point. I don't know. That's amazing. I don't know. It's it's strange. I I don't have I don't have the answers for you. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a weird one. Um, how did y'all feel about Jessica Biel? Because I feel like she was just fine.
3: I, yeah, I, I just, mean, you know, I feel bad for
1: all of the female leads in, in yeah. these movies. I, I feel like they're all just having to deal with David Goyer dialogue and, and just like yeah particularly in Jessica Biel's case where she's cast purely for sex appeal yeah and i i didn't feel super comfortable with that cuz her character gets n- like
2: next to nothing to do in terms of acting i mean well and this movie is a very good example of what blockbuster feminism looked like in the early 2000s where it's right. like no, she's she kills a lot of people. She fights a lot of people, so we, she can still go on talk shows and talk about, like, yeah, there's real girl power. Women get to really kick butt in this movie. But they don't actually have characters, and they're mostly there. She's still wearing a lot of, like, tank tops and midriff showing stuff, you know, which you still get that nowadays, but also there's, I feel like more movies make an attempt to also give those women personalities. Because it's not anti-feminist for a, woman, for a woman to wear sexualizing clothing. It's anti-feminist to have a woman as a sexual object <laughs> like yes
1: she didn't to like
2: a exactly yeah she felt like we got jessica beale and she can wear some tight clothes and and kill things and so and yeah it, I, I, I i and jessica beale i don't know how much i've seen her in and she hasn't had a i don't know i don't really know how much i've seen her in and like i so i don't really i can't really assess her acting ability but yeah and- she, she she is given the shortest shrift
1: and and we'll give her like a, a character quirk where she listens to music. She listens to like terrible oh early two thousands music while she's she's killing vampires. <laughs> I do
2: like I do like the uh, that this movie predicted the trope of they like to fight, but also music. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how I'm really sick and tired of genre media that's like. Our villain, he's very refined, but also he likes to dance before he kills someone. Isn't that crazy? That's so unhinged. What a really interesting, curious quirk that means we're all really creative and not ripping off Reservoir Dogs a million times. <laughs> so, I'm still stuck on this point.
1: Does does Dracula turn into Blade? I, I, yeah, I, I believe that's, that's the implication at the end of the, the theatrical cut, at least. Okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, that is the case, because the police run in, seemingly, you know, quote-unquote Blade, his body, is the only one that's left. They take it to the morgue, it transforms from Blade to Dracula.
0: Okay. I can, Somehow I
1: completely missed the part where he transforms into Blade and then transforms back out of Blade. Well, it's because okay. the that shot is so sense. quick, you can't even tell when the police are running in. Like, I, I noticed it because I know the endings are weird on this one, and there's, okay. there's multiple okay. cuts or whatever. Um, I think it's cut too fast So you can't even tell Like Oh Dracula's body's gone I guess he was destroyed By the sunlight But that's confusing I don't know That's super weird Well it's the
2: subtext Becoming text Because Blade and Dracula Are two sides of the same coin Sure You know They really sort of Mirror each other Kind of like Oh boy You know Water Batman and Batman and all of Batman's villains Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's like that you know, Batman tale as old as time ba- Batman Blade and, and the clock cling, you know ba- ba- Batman <laughs> Because I secretly hate time <laughs> Time would have killed my parents If the bullet hadn't gotten to him Ugh! Oh my god
1: uh, One more thing I wanted to ask about How did y'all feel about the scene Where Dracula's just walking down the street And he's like, oh hey, there's a Dracula
2: store Yeah. Um, Oh, I fainted from how cool it was.
0: (laughs) That's when that's when the rap plays.
1: It's great. (laughs) But Britain, they have (laughs) they have vampire sex toys and they focus on that way too much.
2: I mean, I'm a very sex positive person, Alex. I don't I'm not ashamed to acknowledge that this stuff exists. I mean it's just bodies, you know.
0: The existence of vampire sex toys.
2: Yeah. Vampires gotta hey. As Tracy Morgan once said, Freaky Deekies need love too. Freaky Deekies need love too. <laughs>
0: Fre- freaky dra-
1: drake
2: Freaky drake
1: The The most disappointing <laughs> thing about that scene for me is that it seems to be hinting at a much cooler idea, which is Dracula, like, realizing... Which, is a, dra- like which a- is
2: a blade oh. porn. <laughs> it's called Laid.
1: Oh." No! <laughs>
0: No, it's still just called Blade, but you spell the... You just yeah, b B b blade. <laughs> it's funny. Continue, Alex. I was
1: just going to say... A much say, cooler movie. <laughs> I was just going to say it would be interesting if, to explore Dracula coming back and kind of the ramifications of him realizing he's like... Like a pop culture afterthought at this point. Mm. But that's just like a single scene. Like, it, it's like David Goyer, like, oh, that sounds like an interesting idea, just... Put the sticky note yeah.
2: on, the, on the whiteboard and move on. I'm a bobblehead! And then he throws it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Stupid movie. What do you got? <laughs> He's grading it. <laughs> yeah,
1: do we have anything else we need, we need to really discuss or dive into?
2: I don't know if I remember anything else in the movie. Oh, um, I did
1: want to point out, I, I think this really cements how laughable the, the the movie is, like, all over. The opening is, is like, a whole bunch of blood or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like a pool of blood. And Ryan Reynolds is going, he, he basically has, like, a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man monologue where he's like, you know, this story is, like, any worth telling. And that's because it's about Blade. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, no, this story really started and ended with Blade. Cut to not blade. It's our it's our vampire villains going to find Dracula. Like it's <laughs> this movie is it's just nonsense. It's utter nonsense. Agreed, Tyler. What are you giving it?
0: Sorry, I'm I'm rewatching the ending. Okay. Because... <laughs> oh no, because this is the unrated version. Dang it, YouTube. Okay, nope. Britain. What what are you giving it?
2: um so i was I was hoping this would be an f plus I was really looking forward to like a good bad big budget travesty, but it just wasn't there um I think i'm just gonna have to go f okay, yeah, maybe a d minus at the most generous, but I, I don't even think I can get there okay i didn't get enough I had moments but i didn't get enough joy out of it like I was hoping to right okay but- um, while well, Tyler is, is
1: continuing to to fight YouTube on his phone. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go F, and I'm actually gonna downgrade the the previous two movies as well. Just just thinking about them, and and just like I I, I don't know. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna dock Blade Two to a B minus, which is what both of y'all gave it, and then the first Blade, I think I'm gonna knock to a C minus.
2: Mm. Yeah I mean both of those movies I think are are ultimately Pretty like yeah whatever But I think they both have Strengths where the first one is this like little Kind of scrappy like Punk like mid Budget action movie and the Second one is like yeah Guillermo del Toro Has a lot of skill and puts That to pretty decent effect it's still not amazing But like uh, good job del Toro we like you And then this one is just a Just a big old mess of porridge Correct.
1: <laughs> it's it's just frustrating because I feel like this franchise like it has a lot of potential and I'm excited for sure. whatever they end up doing with Mahershala Ali, even though it probably oh, it'll probably be more tame than than these movies, which isn't necessarily yeah. a bad thing. Now that I've actually gone through and watched them, but at the same time,
2: sure. I don't know. No, I I agree. Um, Tyler.
0: Okay. So. After analysis, I have determined, first of all, it doesn't, so like, in the apparently the unrated version, right, Yeah. it's actually Blade, he's dressed up like Blade when they find his body, and so it's like, yeah. okay, so that makes it very clear. In the theatrical version, he's, the, you only see a wide shot of the body that's left there, and he's still got a shirt off, and he's still just wearing pants. And so, like, you can't really tell who it is from the wide shot. Like that's that's on top of the tower, and then there is I I did miss this I I follow it now. There was like thirty seconds of um like before he actually transforms, where you see a couple of clips from weird angles of Blade's body, and then he transforms. So I understand it now, but it's still horribly edited. Yeah. Um, that I completely like literally I was paying attention to the movie, and I completely missed what the the point of that <laughs> scene was. Um, that being said, F plus. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie.
3: <laughs> I thought it was great. Uh, it was
0: it was just bonkers and delightful. Um I I mean delightful's probably not a good word for it, but um yeah. I I, I know I try to be fairly rare with those, but this one like the entire movie the entire time I was watching the movie, I was like, Yep,
3: we're we're
0: on
1: track. <laughs> on average this might be one of the lower lower franchises we've done. Oh yeah, of course that makes sense. It's sad. That makes sense. It's because like I know a lot of people hold at least the first two movies on on in high esteem. It's just like I don't think there's there's as much there as you, you might think. Yeah, I think a lot of that comes
2: from like the growing sense of affection for pre MCU superhero movies. Yeah, like people are like, oh, the original X Men movies, like they were so no. those are so great, and like I think they fantastic- are fantastic. <laughs> I think the X-Men remember, movies
0: have uh, faded a little. I think it's mostly your your Blade and Spider-Man's. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, people well, are I,
2: like. I, I remember a teenager when I was working in a movie theater. We had a poster up for a Fantastic Four stick, and um, it was well before the movie came out. Nobody knew, and but this this family came in, and the teenage daughter looked at it and filling up the the room said, "What have they done to the Fantastic Four?" <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> she was aghast that her best friend, Michael Chiklis, wasn't going to be in it. A... <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, the children,
0: goodness. they just, they love Michael Chiklis movies. They know? love,
2: they love The Shield and that season of Gotham, <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Speaking of media that's good, I have two recommendations this week. What? That's right. I didn't do one last week, so I'm doubling it up. Should have made it three. Also one of my – what? Should have made it three. All right, sure. I'll do three. Yeah. (laughs) I got it. So the first one is fairly heavy, which is the main reason I'm recommending more than one. The first one, uh, it is a documentary on Amazon Prime called I Am Not Your Negro. This is a movie by Raoul Peck. It is uh, essentially an attempt to, if not complete, then to expand upon an unfinished book by James Baldwin called Remember This House. And it's really it's kind of an exploration of like the history of race in America um, and kind of a contemplation on it through a lot of interview footage of James Baldwin and Dr. King and Malcolm X and all of these different figures, as well as being there's a narration of James Baldwin's book. And it's really, really interesting. It's very eye-opening. I was kind of, I, I was sort of hesitant because I've been wanting to watch it for a while. Uh, it was made in, I think, twenty sixteen or 2017? Mm-hmm. 2016, I think. And I've been hesitant to watch it because I was afraid that it was going to be just this like brutal, punishing experience. And it wasn't. I mean, it was. It's a lot to think about. A lot of good things to think about. But it, it, I did. I, I wasn't like watching it through, through my fingers. You know, I was totally like, oh, okay. This is really good, and it's definitely getting all all the gears turning. But you know, it, you're you're definitely able to watch it, and there's footage from like modern day, from protests in the '60s, uh, footage from like old movies and ads. I mean, it's really, mm. really fascinating. And the narration is done by Samuel L. Jackson mm. in m- maybe one of his best performances. Like he's brilliant in it. Because I feel like a lot of times nowadays it's like, hey, look, it's Sam Jackson doing – we love that. Yeah. We love when he's Sam Jackson. <laughs> and this is him like, like – he's not like doing – Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's not like doing a voice in this movie necessarily, but he's not leaning on the Sam Jackson thing. Sure. He's wonderful. So It's just a really good movie that I think is uh, very, very interesting and eye-opening and will give you a lot to think about. Uh, so my second recommendation is on the complete other end of things is called The Shallows. This is a 86 minute movie uh, starring Blake Lively, a shark and a bird that is chaotic neutral at best. And it's basically she's a med student who's grieving. And so she's like, I, I know what I got to do with all my feelings. I got to smooth that curl. And she goes out to go surfing. <laughs> and then a shark is like, uh-uh-uh, I'm a shark. And then it's just about girl versus shark. And it's a really fun, like, movie that is more creatively shot than I would have expected. Hmm. Um, there's some genuinely cool images in it. And uh, it is made by Joan Colette Serra, who's behind a lot of the Liam Neeson yearly actioners. Hmm. Um It's a cool movie. Like, I recommended 47 Meters Down Uncaged, which I think is a good-bad movie with some moments that are like, all right, okay, I see what you're doing. And I think The Shallows is ultimately a good movie that has some moments that are like, all right, come on. (laughs) But ultimately, I found it just like, it was a nice bit of just escapism. And I like Blake Lively. I think she's pretty talented. Just just been Uh, on a shark binge over here? uh, Kind of, Honestly, like, I honestly have. I like a good shark movie. Can we just do every um,
0: shark movie as a franchise? Just all that of them? would
2: be great. Would it? <laughs> we'll watch Deep it's, Blue Sea. Speaking, It's of an idea Dutch. I immediately regret, but... <laughs> There's probably a lot more of them. Especially if that includes, like, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Yeah. And Sharktopus, which is pretty great. And so my third recommendation, um, I'll recommend Best in Show. It's a mockumentary from Christopher Guest. Um, Got Parker Posey, so if you want to see her be great in something, watch this. You've also got Fred Willard, rest in peace, the extremely funny Fred Willard. It's a mockumentary about uh, people going to a dog show, and all the kooky characters. Eugene Levy, and Catherine O'Hara, and John Michael Higgins, and Michael McKeon, Jeffrey Coolidge. Uh, I love it. It's a super funny movie with a lot of cute dogs, and a scene where Christopher Guest does a ventriloquist dummy and it's very very funny um yeah there you go three or recommendation because trinity because trinity and also watch trinity trinity definitely on the cw (laughs) (laughs) after the after the d spectrum (laughs) correct (laughs) Ah, so what now do we watch blade trinity again or
0: yeah um I did, I did want to jump on your recommendations here. This is not really a recommendation, because no one needs it recommended to them. Um, uh, the other movie I watched this week was Rashomon. Oh, wow. <laughs> Kurosawa film. Tyler? Um, because the, um, the HBO Max uh, is a thing, and now I can use it. And I was like, hey, they got the Criterion channel. What do they have on here? And it's—I mean, it's obviously like I don't need. No one needs to hear me say that *Rashomon* <laughs> is a good movie, um, because it's—it's it's very good. And it's—I will say that one thing that struck struck me was how like incredible the lighting is for a black and white movie. Um, sure, like it—you can tell like this is masterful, like yeah. the way it is filmed. Um, despite it, it looks better than a lot of movies that come out today. Um definitely and yet. I'll leave it at that. The reason I bring this up is uh if you ever just like want to try to give yourself physical whiplash just from watching two movies um <laughs> I would re- I would highly recommend Rashomon and Blade Trinity. <laughs> I <Right>? think that's a
3: <laughs>
2: Yep, but b- both are about a storyline that is confusing in two different ways.
0: <laughs> now Blade Trinity is a lot like Rashomon isn't it?
2: <laughs> Rashomon's also hugely influential. Like True. I feel like that's a movie I, I feel like that's <laughs> another I, I feel like that's one of the it's fairly short, right? It's like eighty something yeah. minutes. Yeah. Like I, I feel like when people are kind of intimidated by older movies and certainly older foreign movies, like Rashomon's pretty accessible. Like it's mm-hmm. a pretty Very it's 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 not easy to follow in that it's simple, but like I don't know, it's 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 not like too over your head or anything. It's just really smartly done. Yeah. And Tashira Mifune, come on. Yes. He's great. Oh, good call. And Alex, you watched Fly Me to the Moon in 3D, right? <laughs> sure. The Queen's Corgi, I think, was your uh, I didn't you actually they
1: watch Fly Me to the Moon, believe it or not. <laughs> I know that's a big shocker to everyone, but I, I don't believe you. <laughs> I think you did. I've watched most of the first season of True Detective. Uh, started that this past week. I'm almost done with it, and then I rewatched the because I've, I've got HBO Max as well. I rewatched the uh, Scientology documentary on there. Oh um, wow! And it's really, really interesting, and I, I find the whole thing fascinating. <laughs> so, what's that called again? What was that? What's that called again? Oh. Uh, I'm going to say it's Scientology the. Scientology Prison of belief.
2: <laughs> the movie. Scientology the movie. Let me see if I can find the title real quick. Okay, because I remember when it came out, I remember it being oh pretty well received. Going Clear Scientology and That's the Prison it. of Belief. Okay, okay. Neato. Well, you guys have been watching some stuff, and I watched <laughs> Blake Lively kick a shark. <laughs> hey, I mean, you watch this stuff too who's yeah, to argue you know. who's to say who
0: made the best decision because i feel like it was you <laughs> um uh, <laughs> next week we are uh right before our our big 200th episode we are gonna go Woo! ahead and, and knock out uh birds of prey um because our uh, hey, hey, hey 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 get get the title right birds of play uh birds of play birds of prey um is it and, and the, the, and the and, Fantabulous and the... Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I, I can confirm the full title will be in the title of the episode, so you have that to look <laughs> forward to. Um, I hope it cuts it off. Um, I thought you were to say <laughs> I hope it's spelled right. That too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna tackle that one. It's gonna be good.
2: Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun one. Um a movie we've all seen together.
0: Yes, it was the last movie all of us saw in theaters. Yes,
2: it was the last movie. No, I saw. I I think the last movie I saw in theaters was The Assistant. Gotcha. I so can't Britain broke. Well, we the did pact. see it. <laughs> <I> d- <laughs> yeah, after we, after we, you guys went. Hey guys, in six months, if we're on a global pandemic, let's let this be the last movie we all saw.
1: <laughs> it was. It no, was like, a oh, packed and, you and your Britain, conspiracies. We're- <laughs>
2: We're replacing Britain with Joseph for the next episode, because he would have kept the fact. I said, Tyler, you and your crazy get-rich-quick schemes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I drove off into the night, and Tyler shook his head and said, justice is coming, Britain. Justice, justice is coming. Because we saw that trailer that night. That's, that's accurate. You can find
0: us online at yeah. herecomethesequels.blogspot.com You can find us on Twitter at hctsequels You can email us at here come the sequels at gmail.com and we're also on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. For
2: your listening pleasure. Oh yeah. Well, and until next week, I'm secretly Dracula's Body.
1: <laughs> uh I'm I'm the other member of this Trinity, Alex. <laughs> I'm Tyler.
0: good night